guys, is cancel culture killing our vibe? I mean, I know it's killing our vibe, but I mean our spiritual vibe and well being. I mean, listen, on this show, I've hinted a lot about being a witch, and I'm not kidding. I have predicted stuff. I'm very empathic. I'm intuitive. Oh, there's a whole side of Taylor you don't even know. But I had a really fascinating conversation with an expert, expert in this field about how this cancel culture may be bogging us down and messing us up spiritually. No, for real. So let's welcome him on because he's going to blow your mind and he is just the sweetest and the coolest and he's awesome. So this is Chris Medina, the Chris Medina. He's a psychic spiritual medium. Is that right, Chris? Yep. That's it. Psychic like, spiritual yeah. medium. Yep. So you may have recognized this face. Like he is hopping and bopping all over Hollywood. He was on nightly pop with E he was on Nick Vial's podcast, Garcelle's podcast from the real housewives. I could go on and on. He's out here reading the stars, but we're going to go a little bit deeper with him today. So hi, Chris. Hey, how's it going? So Chris, you and I, you know, we have something in common. I mean, we have a few things in common for sure. But one thing is that I feel like I stand apart in the podcast world because I just kind of like, I tell it how it is and say things people are afraid to say. And you are like that as a psychic, like you are the most no BS psychic out there. In this world that we live in now, you have to be. And that's one of the biggest things that I get, I get a lot of shit for is that how can you shit on the love and light community? You're not very spiritual if you're coming across talking that way, blah, 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 blah. I've gotten into arguments with other, you know, psychics, mediums, healers, whatever it is that you want to call them because of my approach. I am not about coddling people. No, you're not. I mean, I'm going to read, I'm pulling it up right now, you guys. So Chris hosts the in your head podcast. And to his point, like when neither of us are about to tiptoe around any hose. So that's first things first. He's like, no, but right. That's one of our problems now. Yeah. That's our problem. And when we think of spirituality, we think of like what you're saying, like coddling, like it's all going to be okay. You're going to have abundance. Listen to Chris. This is how he stands apart from the pack. And this is what I'm talking about. This is the premise for his in your head podcast. Okay. It says taking spirituality to another level, no fake love and light gimmicks here. Isn't there enough of that shit to listen to iconic? Yes. I mean, come on. I've gotten a lot of shit. I used to work these events. I don't know if you're familiar with the conscious life expo, you know, you get all those like hundred different psychics under one big ass tent. People just go around meeting different people. The one thing that I found in common with these people is that Yes, um, yes, I want money. Yes, I want you to client, but I don't, I don't want to take advantage of you. And I feel like this is what people are doing in the community is where they're coddling people, telling them what they want to hear, keeping them the victim. You want to know why? Because that brings that client back to them. That has them rely on them. And I went toe to toe with somebody in Mexico. I did an event and I was telling them the difference between you and I is that you want to be their guru. You want to be their leader. I don't want to be their leader. I want to kick their heads into reality because I still have to live on earth with these people. So why not wake them the fuck up? Chris, are you heading psychic gate? Like what is going, like you, I love it. He is like, no, it's true though, because I have been into this forever and they do, they will coddle you. And I would always think, well, are they going to tell you the bad? They're never going to tell you the bad. Before I get into like our culture at large, 
and how our vibe is being totally killed. Tell the cancel me baby community about your gift and what exactly, because now like, that's the other thing. It's like psychic and healing has become like so trendy and cool. I feel like so many people are like, I can do this. And I'm like, I just saw you reading palms at a carnival girl. Stop it. Like I went to high school with you. You are not stop. So tell us about what actually uh, you got going on. I got, uh, I, I've always been a psychic medium ever since the day I was born. I didn't fall and butt my head. No tragic accident came into play. This is who I am. I did not start doing it as a profession until 2014. And that's, there was a huge thing that came into play. I mean, there was a family loss, things that were going on that my guides came in and said, remember the conversation we had with you when you were a kid, now's the time. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you're going down your path. And you know, to, to tell me something like that, I'm like, first of all, I make too, I make too much money here. To, to, to just disregard it. I'll take the bullshit with the family just to keep the money. And they were like, nope, it's done and it's over with. Set me on this path. And I told my guides, I said, the only way that I'm gonna be able to do this and I wanna do this right is if I change the game. I am not gonna be chasing ghosts in cemetery, cemeteries. I am not gonna come out with these crystals, tarot cards and you, you know, sh- chakras. Remember, remember back in the day, this was like a few years ago, maybe like 10, 12 years ago, when online uh, wedding ceremonies where you can sign up to be a pastor or whatever yes. the fuck it was. That's what I feel like everybody's doing now in the community. Everybody's got a degree exactly. in Reiki. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you're an OG. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I come with it. And so I, I was telling people, I want to wake people up. I don't want to take your hope away, but what makes you think that if you're going to sit your lazy ass on the couch, bitch and complain, talk shit about other people versus somebody like you, that's all about, I'm going to make my way. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do what I have to do. What makes them think they're going to get there before Taylor? Because they've been dreaming about it more than you have because they've been fantasizing about it. No, get up and go do something about it. So I'm not, I'm not the psychic that's gonna tell you in three years, you're gonna get married, you're gonna have a relationship. That's unrealistic if you're sitting on your couch eating all day, not doing anything about it. Let's wake them up. So you talk a lot about how people are asleep right now, which is so ironic because we have this whole thing with like woke who are the overly politically correct. And they think that they're the ones who are awake. Now you and I recently connected because we were on my dear friends show spiritual spiral. And we were kind of getting into it about cancel culture. And you're like, everyone's asleep. Everyone's asleep. And what you're doing with your show, it's like, you're kind of ahead because you are, you're waking people up and they may just not be ready for it. So explain to people what you mean. Like, what do you mean by people are asleep right now? I feel like, I feel like we're regressing as a society. I feel like everything, I, I mentioned this on the spiritual, on, on, with Sam and, and Sari, I feel like we're regressing. I feel like all, all the hard work we did in the 80s and 90s and maybe the, even the early 2000s, we're regressing. We're going backwards now. Everyone's falling asleep. Everyone's afraid to speak their mind. They're afraid to hurt other people's feelings. They this cancel me culture stuff. You know, I, I mentioned it. You got celebrities that are comedians going out, doing what they're doing, talking shit. And then just because it hurts somebody else's feelings or that person didn't vibe with it, we want to cancel them because they're afraid. So these people that are saying that they're woke, you're not really woke. You're afraid. You're living in fear. That kind of moves you because it is the opposite of what they stand for, which is allegedly progressing and moving forward and growth. And that's why I feel so strongly about it because to your point with comedians artists i feel like we need to 
think and create and write freely in order to move forward right and progress as a society and i think that's what you mean about going backwards well look at look at look at this look at the title they give us public figures what's the point of being in the public and being a public figure if you have to watch what you say What's the point? What are we doing here? And I feel with you, it has to be extremely frustrating to know what's going on, to see all this stuff coming into play, to know where we're headed here, speak on it and get all the shit that you get from it. Because I told, like I told you, you're, you're, I feel like you're two, three steps ahead of the game. And what's incredibly frustrating for you is we got to wait for these people to wake up, yawn, wipe the sleep out of their eyes and catch up to where we're at. A hundred percent. And guys on, on spiritual spiral, Chris had given me a little mini reading and he was like, he said, and this is the kind of psychic he is. He doesn't pull punches. And he kind of said, you know, you're in your own way. And that whole idea of kind of being ahead of the curve, like I don't share this with you guys because you guys are so receptive and on the same page as what Chris and I are saying, but it can feel so isolating in the big picture because I always say, I feel like I don't fit in right? Because like all this mainstream media and how people are talking and I'm just like, who will kind of accept me for saying what I'm saying? And a lot of the time people will say what you're saying, which is like, they're going to want it, but they're just not ready for it yet. And it's very isolating and it makes you feel very out of place because I'm like, I know what I'm saying has truth, but I'm not seeing it around me yet. Yeah, but Taylor, you're saying too much. Taylor, aren't you worried about what's going to happen to you? Taylor, what if this... Um, let me speak the way that I want to speak. And you'll, you'll find out too. Watch. It, it, it's everyday life. People look towards somebody to follow. And so when there's resistance here, everyone's going to like a, like a pack of ducks. They're all going to hurdle together and move the other way. Mm-hmm. But until things start to change and people start running their mouths and start coming out with stuff, like when all this, I'm not, I am not, um, shitting on anything that has to do with like uh, what happened during the pandemic, you know, with the Black Lives Matters and all this stuff. But I, I did have a lot of people reach out and tell me they feel obligated to post things like that, to post, you know, blackouts. And I had told them, again, this is no disrespect to anybody's culture, religion, or whatever, whatever the fuck you are. But when you, you bet, I told them, I said, if you're going to do that, you better keep that same energy the whole way through because the minute that you fall off and you don't start posting shit is when they're going to come at you and say, what happened to all this? Why would you even put yourself in that position if you feel obligated to do so? You're a follower. It's so true because we're in this moment of like, live your truth. And everybody are such sheeps in so many ways. And like, so whose truth are we actually living? Yeah. Whose truth are we living? We're living the person next to us. We're keeping it in the same, in the same field as them. That's where I feel like it gets in the way with creative to your point, like, artists, movie makers, uh, comedians, like on a spiritual level, why is this hurting them? Like when you see a comedian or someone do an apology, what do you think? Honestly, I think mm-hmm. I can't fucking believe you did that. You had, you were pushed in that direction to open your, and yet, yeah, maybe you would, maybe it was, um, a little, a little dicey. Maybe it was a little racy there, but remember who you are. You are here to make people, whatever the case may be, you're here to be you. Don't hide that. And I feel like what ends up happening is that the fear, this cancel me culture and all this other shit, that's the fear of the other people coming in and projecting that on us. Oh, well, you don't want this. You look at how we'll use Howard Stern as an example. Do you honestly, exactly. He did not give a shit when he came out and always stayed true to who he was. 
Well, you know what, Chris, I always say the Howard Stearns, the Wendy Williams, they don't even know, like they had it so easy because they could say whatever the F they wanted and blow up. I'm like, now I'm sending my stuff out and I'm thinking everyone's going to be crying in fetal position in their gym locker being like, oh my God, I'm scared of this girl because she's actually saying how it is. And I always say that I'm like, man, I wish that I came up in a time like the Howard Stearns because it seems like they had it made, man. Like they were not in this toxic climate. Let me manipulate you really fast. So manipulate I, me. I had mentioned this. The the I hate using these metaphysical words, but we're just going to use it. The universe, whatever it is that you believe in, still is shuffling that deck up there. They have not even dealt the cards yet, and you're going to start to see people in high positions of power start to fall off. Whether it's death, exposure, their own whatever the case may be, get those spots are open now. And what ends up happening is that we're going to go through a little mini, mini revolution here. And people are talking about, oh, what's the Aquarian age. You and I won't be here when it actually turns into the Aquarian age, but we're working our way up to that. So we're going to have these revolutions, especially within the next, I'd say, three to five years in advancements in technology, speech, people coming out publicly and saying stuff. Don't change your game to meet the needs or the, the, the ideas of other people because that you're gonna fill one of those spots up. Watch, watch and see. Okay, I'm hoping so because I'm like, I am not out here saying what I have to say for it only to all pan out one day when my, when I've seen my time after my time, like I wanna see it happen while I'm still here on this. But let me ask you One this. of the ringleaders. Yeah, is what you're saying lies? All truth, all truth to me, baby. That's it. Now, I remember you had just recently said to me, do you ever feel like things just come out of your mouth? And you guys, I've never told you this, but this happens to me every episode. I will watch it back. And it is literally like I was possessed by the ghost of Howard Stern. I'm like, wait, I said it that way. I actually said that. Should I have said it this way? And Mm -hmm. Chris, you said something really powerful to me, which is like something kind of takes over you and just let it be there because it was kind of like meant to come out that way. Is that the advice you would give to like the everyday average person who feels like they want to be heard and they're scared? Like, what would you say? Uh, Definitely. I would say if you feel the need to speak on it, speak on it because what ends up happening is there comes that depression. There comes that anxiety. There comes that. I don't feel like I measure up there. Well, because you keep suppressing and holding it back. And here's another manipulation tactic for you, Taylor. You also don't know the karma that you're causing for other people. Does that make sense? By listening to your show and hearing what you have to say, you don't know what's going on in the back end and how you're influencing and changing their lives for the better. You're, have, you're, you're empowering them as a woman to speak up as somebody that, again, wants to, that wants to open the eyes of others. You don't know what type of effect you're having on other people, and that's going to come back full circle. So keep doing what you're doing. The same thing with me. I used to be so worried about, you know, God, how's that going to look? And, I, and my guides would tell me, you didn't want to be their Jesus, right? You don't want to be their Jesus. You, you want to wake them up. So what are you worried about? Say what you have to say and move on. Sometimes I'll, I'll think to myself, like I told you, I'll be in the shower. I'll be up at night saying, oh, I forgot this one line or I forgot this one word or I forgot to say it this way. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy because I don't know if that's my personality as an overthinker or our culture at large, making us overthink everything we say. But how many people take the time to think that same way? Does that make sense? They're just unaware of what they're saying, just saying whatever they're going to say and oblivious to it. At least you're taking the time because you are who you are. You know, could I have said that in a different way? Could I have toned that down a little bit? No, Taylor said it the way that Taylor needed to say it. 
And you would not be in the position, and let me just, again, here's comes the manipulation. You wouldn't be as successful as you are right now if it wasn't for that mouth of yours in your way of thinking. So don't you ever, again, think, think that, again, is this too much? No, I don't think it's enough sometimes. Well, that I think is something that people really need to hear listeners. Like I said, who are afraid of speaking up because you had said to me, if something takes over your body or you don't even remember what you said while you were shooting your episode and which happens, like I said, every time it was really so empowering to hear you go, however it came out is how it needed to in that moment, period. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less like that's And that I think is what people need to hear because people are set, whether with a podcast or not, whoever you are in their office, in their cubicle, on the bus, they're overthinking every little action, every little thing that they say. We're too busy trying to play it safe. Yes. We don't want to ruffle feathers. How do you expect change to happen? And let me just, if you want to go down just really fast, the conspiracy route, if you wanted to do that, we could say, it. well, look, look what happened. Look what happened with the pandemic and everything. It forced us because there's no way that the government or whoever, whatever, if God came down here and said, okay, you guys, here's what we plan on doing. Do you think everybody is going to be like, I'm in agreement with it. There's always going to be the ones that are going to try to fight it. So you have to force people into change sometimes. And that's, and, and that's what happened is that people were forced to look within. Some people didn't use the energy for what it was and kind of fell off. Why? Well, that kind of, this dovetails off that if we are going backwards, if people are scared, if we're not being our stepping into our full selves and thinking and speaking and creating freely, why is this happening? Like, why are we in this time of censorship and fear? Because we've allowed, and I don't want to, again, I don't want to go down the conspiracy route, but I'm just going to say this very delicately. We've allowed the powers that be control us for too long. And what's going to end up happening is they're just like all the stuff that happened. You know, you want to mention George Floyd, you want to mention the pandemic, Breonna Taylor, all that other stuff, that all that stuff that was going on. Look what it caused. It caused a riot. But once it starts hitting your pockets and really starts fucking with you that way and they start taking things away, what makes you think that we're not going to rise up? And that's what needs to happen. We need to get mad. We need, we need to take back control of our own power. I'm not saying cause a rebellion and, and, you know, and be anarchist and it just cause trouble everywhere, but we need a sense of power back here. And that's why there's so many people canceling everything is because shut up, don't say that. You don't wanna rock the boat and this, this and that here. No, it's time to rock the boat. So when I look at you and I see what you're doing and I'm not trying to be hokey and I'm not trying to bring this, bring this to a psychic thing here. The reason why I asked you during your session, whether or not you felt like something took over when you speak, like you felt almost like we'll just say possessed in some way. The reason why I say that is because you have a star in front of you. So in some way you're being guided down your path in this way. So again, as as difficult it is as a human being, that's your human way of thinking. That's your Taylor way of thinking. God, is that, that causes the worry and anxiety. But when you're in the moment and doing what you're doing, you're, something takes over. So when I look at you, I automatically think this woman, I was going to say girl, but this woman is on her path to where she needs to go. Keep her steady, keep her focused on what she's doing. It's hard work. Remember what I told you, it's all, it's so much easier to follow in the footsteps of another because it's there in front of you than it is to make your own and carve out your own. And you're doing that. It takes, I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you because you're such an anomaly in the psychic community it takes so much, especially now, like so much grit and persistence because it's not the norm. It's not. It's not. And you're challenged. I am challenged from dusk till dawn 
and in my REM cycle. So 24 seven. We have, we have a little bit more leverage than the Howard Stearns and the Wendy Williams, because what they did was at a time when they did it, it was at a time where censorship was really hard. You couldn't do what we're doing now. And now, even though we're regressing, we've already seen that. So we're kind of a little bit ahead of the game here. That's why I'm telling you, I, I, this is not the end all be all for you. This, this, I would stay focused on what it is that I'm doing. And again, I'm not telling you to, to be careless and reckless with your voice and your speech or whatever, but you know what you need to be doing. And I feel like I said, those cards haven't been dealt. And once those cards are dealt, who do you think is going to be able to fill those positions? And just to give you a quick, to give you some clarity here, I had a vision back in like 2009, 2010, and I'm not saying that the world's coming to an end there, but there was a lot of chaos. I was walking through like a major city, the buildings were on fire, there was paper and there was embers falling from the sky. I saw men in suits, women crying on the streets. And I was, and I was not there in person. I was there to witness what was going, what was going on. But in the dream, I was so angry and I was telling them, what did you expect? was going to happen what did you think now now that it hit you here and there's devastation now you're crying about it but when you have the opportunity to fix things or to or to think outside the box you refused and now you're crying that's what I was saying to them in the dream so watch do you mm -hmm. think that that well I was also gonna ask when you first were telling that story I was like was this 9-11 but 9-11 was before that mm -hmm. do you think that was indicative of where we are now and twofold did you have feelings? I know you probably get asked this a ton about every, the shit storm basically that was last year. Lately. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had, um, again, not to go down the conspiracy route, but I've had a conspiracy theorist who passed away, who I knew nothing about back in 2008, 2009, come to me in the form of a dream and was like teaching me what was going on behind the scenes. I was really ignorant to politics. Didn't know, didn't give a shit about who the president was, what they did behind the scenes. None of that's nothing worldly. And this guy came in and was showing me all this stuff. And then I had another dream about the pandemic to where I was driving in the car with a relative who I don't talk to that I have a huge beef with that was in the car in the pandemic hit. But this was in the form of like making people go crazy. It wasn't like the sickness they have now. There was something was airborne. It was coming through the vents and I, people were crashing and turning crazy or whatever. It was very symbolic to when, when the pandemic hit, because during that time, the beef with that person came into fruition, but there was also something that the, the pandemic came, people were losing their minds, but it was also something that was a release for me. So I, yeah, I, I get hit with this all the time. Do I want to speak on it? No, I don't want to cause fear. I also don't want to, I, I also don't want to, um, uh, come across as the one that again, I, yes, I have this gift and I have this ability here, but I'm not meant to scare people. Okay. So here's where it gets interesting because you are like the no BS psychic. Mm -hmm. but you're like, I don't want to scare you. So how do you walk that line? Because by nature, I feel like that's kind of like a contradiction, right? It's like, cause like I said, I always wonder this with psychics myself. I'm like, are they sugarcoating it and not going to tell me, you know, the bad things. I'll sugarcoat death or sickness. I do not want to tell somebody that you're going to die at a certain time. If I see sickness, that's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, if you want to look at a sugarcoating, we can say that I just don't want to give somebody a reason not to thrive or live their life and scare them that way. Um, I do have the hard truths. Um, I've, I've said this lightly. I've uh, broken up more relationships and marriages during the pandemic than I care to. That's stuff that I will speak on It's because no, it's no good for you. It's hindering you in your process. But when it comes to worldly stuff, I've been threatened. I've had, I, I came out swinging when I, when I first came out doing the psychic stuff, I did all these conspiracy theory shows and was speaking on things. And I've had people get into my email, 
you know, email me stuff. If you have any hopes of making it big in this industry or doing what you're doing here, you're going to keep your mouth shut. I've had all that stuff kind of happen. So I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. I'm just a little bit more careful on what I say. Okay. That's fair. Where do you see, not so much as the pandemic fallout, but like culturally, like we're talking about and people speaking freely and the censorship and the fear and the cancel culture. I know you say eventually it's all people are just going to, for lack of a better word, wake up and just like have at it. When do you see and how do you see that coming to fruition? Because this, like you said, this can't all be for nothing what we're going through right now. No, it's not. It's not for nothing. Um, This is going to probably take place 23, uh, 2023, 2024. Chris, I'm tired. I don't want to wait that long. But we've got, but, but, but that again, like I said, that's, you're different. I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show, but you can't put yourself in the same boat as those other people. You don't know where you're going to get off first before them. You don't know what your responsibility is during that time frame, where you're going to be placed at. It just doesn't feel right. It, even when I was doing red carpets, being out there and talking to them, you know, oh, how is it like working with so-and-so? What are your shoes? Like, da, da, da. It's never felt right. I was like, I always wanted something, you know, deeper and something more. And so I went out on red carpets with a selfie stick and talked to celebrities about the most like provocative issues to get them to chime in. This show is just an extension of that. And sometimes I feel like there's no rhyme or reason, but it's just like, I just have such a visceral and emotional reaction to I don't know the fakeness or people not saying what's real that I just feel like I've always just felt like I had to speak up because I'm like, I know other people have to be feeling this and, and thinking this unless I'm just crazy. No, you're not. You're picking up on the intention of other people. You're seeing, I think that you're more intuitive than you give your credit for. I feel like you're a really good judge of character and good people reader that, that sometimes you're like, I want to ask these questions because something's is something's again, I'm, I'm just going to say this pulling you towards those questions when it comes to people. That's why I'm telling you, you're, you're going to start to wait. I mean, you're already, you're already waking up here, but you're going to have more of a placement. I'm going to, I'm going to say like, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. I think next year is going to be a bigger year for you. Oh, Chris, I hope so because I am exhausted. I've been working so damn hard at, tirelessly. We're, we're, like I said, we're in the same boat here. We're, we're, we're putting ourselves out there. We're trying to wake people up. We're trying to do what we need to do. And people are just, again, playing it too safe right now, but that's all going to come to an end, especially again, look, look what's going on here. We're opening back up. Things are falling, you know, or the, the, you know, it's, the restrictions are falling off here. People are going to want more freedom. Give it time. I think that you're ahead of the game. Freedom. Yeah. That's yeah. what, at the end of the day, everything I do is all about. It's like freedom. How do you see it? You know, this is a topic I brought up in one of my recent episodes, but not so much, I guess it's culture, but the art coming out of this right now, we're seeing all the politically correct, like you're saying, the comedians tiptoeing. Do you kind of see like the renaissance of people like being so kind of like when you have the strict parent, I feel like that's what's going on right now. It's like, we have the strict parent and then you go to college and you're fucking crazy and you're doing keg stands and you're teabagging (laughs) people. You know what I mean? So are we going to have a version of that in art? People being like, I'm fed up with this. I'm just going balls to the wall, whether it be through comedy, movies, music, art, whatever. Yes. Look at the people. Look at what fields you're in. If you're feeling this way, 
Can you imagine how other people are feeling the same way, especially these musicians, especially the ones that want to bring, you have to understand something, the, the creatives, the, the, the actors, the singers, the, the artists, the, whatever it is that you want to call it, they're visual people. They're constantly dreaming of, of putting their vision into reality. They're suppressed too. What do you think is going to happen when they have full reign to say what they want? Music's going to change. Art's going to change. I it, hope so. I envision it, like Woodstock on steroids, like people just being full-blown hippies being like, I don't give a fuck. Like I, I see, am going for it. I see a big, I know it sounds so gay, but I see a big white canvas and a bunch of people throwing paint at it. So some, there's going to be some sort of explosion coming up soon. And I'm telling you, this is going to be 23, 24. I think that my listeners panties are wet right now because I'm telling you, they're <laughs> so over, they're so over this shit. I'm with them. I am with them. So you, like I said earlier, you have been hardcore in the celeb circuit. You've been on E, you've been on Nick Vial's podcast, Garcelle's, uh, Caitlin Bristow's. Oh, you just inter- you just were on the Stallone sisters. Mm-hmm. Jenna Kramer. Uh-huh. Oh, Jen- oh, I've met Jenna. She's fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's um, right now, but yeah. What's that? She's going through it right or, now. But she's yeah. going through it. Yeah. You know, something I was just on NPR over the weekend and they had asked me kind of this about like kind of about this awakening that people have had about celebrities in the pandemic right because we saw them you know in their mansions and living extravagantly and going away on vacation and we were like bitch I can barely go get pop tarts at the grocery store I'm on lockdown like I don't have a butler I don't have this I don't have that So I think a lot of people, it opened their eyes, right. To be like, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like over these celebrities that they're in their own world, dabbling with them and being in that world. How do you see that playing out? Like, do you think that they are keen to this? Like, yeah, we kind of get that. Everyone is seeing we're in our own own bubble up here. Are, Are they still in their own bubble? They're still in their own bubble. And also too, I'm going to be very careful on how I word this. They don't have the freedom for all the shit that they're posting, they don't have the freedom in luxuries that we have. And I know that sounds like, what do you mean? I live in an apartment or I live you know, with my parents, whatever the case may be. We get to still say what we want to say mm. and not have to worry about it. Can You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just going to leave you with that one. So you're going to start to see, you're going to start to see these ones that have that rebel spirit in them. And there, you see the ones that are going through it. There's, you know, they're, they're being slandered in the media you know, for, for doing whatever, again, I'm treading lightly here, but they're, they're being slandered. They're, they're waking up and wanting to speak their truth, so, so, to, so to speak. But at the same time too, you know, you signed up for this. You knew what was going to happen. If you want to say you made a deal with the devil and now, you know, that you have, now you have to pay back on it and now you're tired of it. You knew what you were doing when you got into it. How do, do we flip mean, the script? Do you mean slipping up in general or do you mean because of the cancel culture now they're like afraid to say anything and slip up? Like they don't have, no, I think, no, I think that they're going to get tired of it. They're they're like, what am I here for? Then this isn't fun anymore. I came here to do X, Y, and Z. And then I've already seen it. I've already, I've already read again, a good majority of these people that are getting even pissed off with their management and their, and their agents and people that are, that are, that are holding, not their keys to their success, but are telling them what to say and what not to say. Uh, That's why I, it's so weird. And that's why this whole pandemic was not not to bring it to me, but I'm sure a lot of people experience this. I, I've heard this a lot where people were like, I was kind of over my situation and the pandemic as ugly as it was with a blessing. It was a blessing in disguise. 
that's exactly when I was doing these carpet interviews, I would say the last year I was doing it, it was so tiresome because not only was I was trying, was I trying to get people to really open up and talk about things on a deeper level that mattered, their publicist would be on a seesaw on my forehead. Here's what you can say. Here's what you can't say. Here's what you, and it became so stifling. I was like, I can't do this. How am I going to do this? No one's going to want to say anything. And even if they did, I would have celebrities, Chris, who would open up to me, say things. And two seconds later, their publicist would be like, you can't run that. And I'd be like, but they just said it. Like, clearly they were okay with it. So it became so, I was like, I can't do this. You're seeing it without, again, I'm not saying that you're seeing that that you're being completely blind to it, but you're seeing this with your own two eyes and you're living it at the same time. So you have to remove yourself from the situation and look what you just witnessed. God, this person was really opened, really opened up to me. I felt like this connection, whatever, but then here comes their handler, whoever it is, you can't say that or whatever. When they're going to get sick of it, they are going to get sick of it. So like I said, you're, you're in a very unique position. You don't care. You, 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 again, I want to put this out there. This is what I feel like I need to be doing. How do you, again, we're going to throw Howard Stern in there. How do you think he felt doing it at the beginning? And he had it worse than us because they were, they were more closed-minded back then. It's so interesting. You put it that way. I never thought of it that way. I always, like I said, it was like, how lucky, because now it's like the thought police every five seconds being crazy. They're going to want their free. Mark my words, people are going to want their freedom back. There was a movie that I was watching. It was like a, I think it was like Dawn of the Dead or something. And they played a track from a 70s movie. And this guy was like, get up, get mad, reclaim your power, do something about it. And that's what's going to happen. All these, all these little mini events that people are doing, you know, come into your power, speak your truth, do this or whatever. Yeah, but you, you want to do it in a safe way. I don't want any restrictions. Don't tell me how to flex my power. Don't tell me how I should vocalize what I truly want to say. That's what makes me me. And that's what makes you, you. Mm-hmm. And, and that, canceled. oh, go ahead. The cancel culture bullshit, that's going to blow up in everybody's faces. When are the people that are that are being targeted by these cancel culture people realize, when, do, when are they going to realize, I'm just going to be straight up, bitch, you're only mad because you can't say what I'm saying. You're mad because you have to keep your mouth shut because neither your family's looking at it different. You work for somebody or whatever. Don't, don't project your shit on me. And that's what is so infuriating about all of these apologies, right? Because it's just like throwing paint on the wall, being like seeing what sticks, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And it's like, number one, what are you sorry for? And if you should be held accountable for something, it's like, is this surface level, like, sorry, gonna. Oh, but let's be truthful here. If we help people accountable for all the shit that they're doing that we don't get to see, We'd be here. For, we'd be here till we were dead. So don't. Right. So don't sit there and tell me. Yeah, don't sit there and tell me that this person's bad or we should stop following this person because they said this. Shut up. Okay. You know what's a perfect example? <laughs> so I talked about this in my new episode, but Victoria's Secret got rid of the Victoria's Secret angels, and now they're bringing. He's rolling his eyes. Okay, if you're not mm-hmm. watching, and they brought in now all of these women who are trailblazing in different ways. We have like a soccer star. We have a plus size model. We have this. We have that. Right. In theory, I would be cheerleading, like loving this shit. And I think now we've become so far of like the politically correct that their message isn't even getting through. I'm like, I'm so over it at this point. I'll take the angels. Like I'll take whatever was the old model or politically incorrect thing at this point out of principle. But the funny thing is to your point, like no one is Jesus with a clean record. I'm sure this man wasn't even perfect. One of the women that they hired for this, who's in this new collective, the soccer star, 
it just came out. Now she's under fire because a decade old tweet of hers, something about um, Asian eyes. Like she said something like, you know, your eyes look closed like an Asian or something uh, came out. And now she's under fire. The one of the women who were hired now to do this big PC initiative. And it, my point is like, she shouldn't be canceled. She shouldn't, you know, people change, but it's like, that's my point. It's like, no one is that perfect. You're going to find shit on everyone eventually. Let me tell you something just really fast here. And I'm speaking to celebrities. You guys better get your shit together with the people that are telling you when it comes to, again, uh, cancel culture or, you know, you start losing your sponsorships. You start losing your managers dump you, your agent dumps you. But they fail to realize they're going to get right back on top. They're going to they're going to find a way to get back in there. The agent or the celeb? The celeb. If if, if they're not a real, if they're not a true piece of shit and maybe somebody's like, you know, being, you know, I'm I'm not, I am not condoning the behavior or what the person said or whatever, but since, you know, you say things that are very cheeky or whatever, you know, and it it could be misinterpreted there. But when you start, when people stop fucking with you and they, you know, they're like, oh, they're distancing themselves. I'll remember that because when things get back to normal there, you better believe I'm not going to fuck with you again. You've already shown me who you were. And these celebs just get right back into the game of stuff and take advantage again. And then they wonder why it keeps happening to them over and over again. So what's the difference? Because I know you roll your eyes at the apology thing as I, as so many of my listeners. What's the difference between the apology and holding people accountable? Like when you, because this is what I mean. It's losing its meaning. Cause if every five seconds, someone's apologizing for something, nothing's ever going to get through. Right. So when, what's it going to take, when is a time when it is actually necessary for someone to be accountable and, and apologize, if you will, for it to actually have some weight. Cause it can't I, be every five I, seconds. No, I, I posted something online when I first came out and I said, it said, you can't save a damsel if she loves her distress. And I got so many people telling me that's the wrong approach. That's exactly what's wrong. You're victimizing the victim. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I really victimizing? What are you doing to me? Just because I have the ability to be stronger, to see things for what they are, you're going to punish me because I don't want to stay there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that, that's what I said. I, I'm not going to apologize for what I said. I, I might apologize for the way that I'm not even going to apologize on your behalf, but that's a you issue that hits somewhere in you. What the fuck does it have to do with me? I am not victimizing the victim here, but at any given time you can, why would you give your power away to somebody else? At some point you're going to have to get up and resume life and be courageous and take a stand. I say that all the time. I say it as a woman. I say it as somebody who's Jewish. I say it as someone who's first generation immigrant, uh, American on one side. I say it all the time. I'm like, stop painting me as a victim. I'm not a victim unless I say I am bitch. And the crazy thing is Chris, like you would think that's empowering, but like your story, it's like, that's the wrong thing to say. (laughs) It's like, no, enable victimhood. And, but the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to apologize for it. I'm not going to do that. That that's yeah. your view on it. That's what you think. That's how you feel. This is how I feel. And if you really look at the message that I'm saying, all I'm telling you is that you're not a victim or a product of your environment. Cause if that was the case, if that truly was the case, and if, if I was to be a product of my environment, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be riddled with AIDS somewhere. I would be, you know, maybe in jail somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not that you, you at any given time, you could reclaim your power and and get yourself right back on track. What is like, what's your situation? Like, what is your background? What is your ethnicity? What is your like, um, 
what is it? Sexual relationship, marital status. Like what's your sitch? I am 45 minutes in. Yep. I have five, uh, five minutes. I'm half Mexican and half native American. I'm patchy Indian. I am gay. I have two kids. I have, my daughter is 22. My son just turned 21. Um, Gay, not in a relationship. Um, That's me. So you are like the ultimate victim by society and woke standards because um, of everything you just said. Uh, yeah, I lived in Simi Valley. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I grew up here. Um, they didn't know whether I was black, Asian, Mexican, whatever. They just thought I was a different color. I got called every name in the book. I grew up with that. Also being gay, I left home at a very young age, had issues with the family. That's why I'm telling you. I've had this. I, at any given time, I could have fallen victim to both sides of the family, the alcoholism, the sexual stuff, the manipulation, the lying, or I could, you know, no. And because you rose above and are so not a victim, is that why you're so passionate about all of this BS going on? The victimhood card here and there and just yeah. all of this crap apologizing left, right, and sideways. Because like I said, I you are like- the you are like the poster child for the the woke in theory. I feel like what people are doing when they when they go see a psychic is they're giving that psychic the power. They're 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 considering the psychic a genie and telling and and, and putting hopes and wishes into this person to change their life. That's not what I'm going to do. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to wake you up and tell you what it is that you're doing wrong and telling you you're becoming. I'll cut people off after three sessions. I, if if you're coming to me for the same issue after three times, that's it. It's like that enabling idea. Yeah. I think that like, just like you, it sets the example for people like us that are just low key. We, at one point in time, Taylor and Chris were low key intimidated to say shit. We had to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. So like I said, you <laughs> mark my words, love you, you in some way, shape or form, you're going to be a part of that stuff. And you don't know on the back. And like I tell people all the time, you don't know what that other person's going through. You, you see things you're doing, how you're changing the lives of people on the back end. And, and again, somebody might write a book after something that you said. Mm-hmm. Somebody might change something because of what you said. I, I heard this woman, Taylor, she's blonde. She's beautiful. You would never expect anybody like her to say something like that. But I listened to this woman. And for whatever reason, like they tell me that all the time. You gave me the courage to, to, to speak up. You know, I, I got out of this marriage. I got this. No, I didn't give you the courage. You did that on your own. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. told you what needed to be done. I gave you the hard truth. You ran with it. You're doing the same thing. I could only hope. And that's why, and even with people who, like I said, are like, oh my God, thank you for saying it how it is. It's exactly how I feel. And no one else will say it. Or sometimes I get people who are like, you know what? I don't agree with everything you say, but I appreciate the fact that you speak truth and then, and that you're not scared. And I love that, that it, I love it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need everyone to agree with me, but mm-hmm. that excites me and lights me up. The idea that it would empower people to think for themselves, to want to say things that they want to say. Um, and connect people in that way and make them feel like I'm not alone in thinking how I think. I know I'm not nuts. I think what sets you apart too is, I mean, you're obviously your own individual here, but the way that you present it. Because again, I, I, I don't want to keep capitalizing on your looks and making that the focus here, but you've got a mouth on you that just, I mean... Uh, men probably get a huge kick out of you. You know, they're, they're comparing their balls to yours. They're like, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you say, yeah, you can say things that on both ends uh, on a feminine side and also a male side and bring in what I love about you is your sense of humor. I feel like, I feel like you're without sounding, without sounding hokey. I feel like you're, you're, you're like the, the people person. 
I can, I can, I can, I can mold my personality to anybody that I'm talking to, not, not be you, but, you know, but, but, but um, I, I can be comfortable talking to anybody. That's how I feel about you. I love that. And I'm glad because I don't know if that's, I'm an Aquarius. I have an Aquarius tattoo on the back of my neck, but I always was a floater. Like in high school, I was a theater geek. I was on the yearbook club. I was a cheerleader. I was hanging out over here with the skateboard kids. Like I was always a floater. And so this is like, I don't know, this is kind of a cheesy way of putting it, but I guess with my show, it's like, I don't know, voice for not the underdogs in this moment, but it's like, you know, people from all walks of life who want to connect to what I'm saying and doing and feel like they're not being heard. Exactly. And I think, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep commending you on this. I think you're doing an amazing job. We need more, more women, more people to step up to the plate like you and not be afraid to speak their truth. It's, it's, believe me, I get it, love. It's incredibly fucking frustrating having oh. this on this here and feel like nobody's listening to you, Yes. but you get the validation from your fans and the people that listen to yeah. you that, that kind of like when you're feeling a little bit shitty, that reminds you, I, I am on the right path. This is where I need to be are you really, do you mean to tell me that you're, that you're doing what everybody else is doing? Mm-mm. Boring, boring. Uh, before we wrap, oh, it's 555. How romantical on June 22nd. So I'm all about my number patterns. It says 22, 555. You know, we are in this victim mentality is like the hero right now. Do you see us breaking out of that? We're going to break out of that. People, like I said, people are going to start to reclaim their power and start to truly wake up and realize this is a bunch of bullshit. And the re- one, one of the biggest things that's going to come into fruition, that's going to, that's going to happen, that, that's, going to, that's going to be the cause of this, is political stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be huge because I put this out there before, don't, what, what you think is really going on here isn't, and it's going to come to light there. So that, that's going to be one of the major reasons why there is change because people are going to get tired of it. You know, I've been hearing this from the psychic community for a while, and I was expecting that to happen back in this last election, but I've been hearing so much like this kind of like eye-opening thing or overturning or some massive shit going down for lack of a better word with with leadership. Yeah. Remember in order for there to be change, there has to be devastation there. And you're going to say, well, I mean, the pandemic, this, this, and that, but there has to be something that really comes in it knocks the fuck out of people in order to wake them up. And that's coming. And people like you and I are going to sit there and say, again, exactly. Exactly. And trying not to be shitty about it, but that's what it's going to be. Chris, do you ever feel like you, cause I've seen you, like you go on and you read people and I know that you're showcasing your amazing gifts, but do you ever feel like you're like their bitch and they're just taking advantage of you and taking you for granted? Being like, tell me about my life. Tell me that he rolls his eyes all the time, especially yeah. when it comes to like, like I said, it, it's, I think people want to keep me in their pocket. I think that, you know, they, you know, it, it's safety, you know, you, you're, you're, you're known, but you're not that well known. And they kind of like, I feel like I'm a little bit more suppressed and also I'll get the ones that I read and I feel like I'm benefiting them in some sort of way. And it is beneficial to them, but then they up and leave. You know what I'm saying? They're like, they, they get on with their lives. They're like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have, you know, used it to my advantage in some way. But yeah, I, so, I do feel like, like a, like a, like a show horse. Justice for Chris. Um, <laughs> justice for Chris. Um, <laughs> hashtag. That's the, that's the name of this episode. Trending bitch. Yeah. Um, lastly, for our listeners, because I know you told me, which I already knew, like I said, with my overthinking this, that, and the other thing advice, which was like, get out of your own way, which mm-hmm. like, yes. What would be your 
you know, last words or advice for people who want to speak their mind and they're called to, and they're scared. My question to them is, do you like that feeling? Do you like the way that you feel right now? Feeling like you're suppressed, having to hold yourself back? No, I don't. What are you going to do about it? And that's what, that's what I tell people. The, the number nine out of 10 times, 10 out of 10 times, the one thing in our way is always ourselves. And it's that fear and that, and that's that insecurity. How is this going to look to other people? It doesn't matter how it's going to look to other people. How is it going to make you feel? Mm-hmm. And if you ain't speaking your truth, you're going to be bogged down with that shit. Exactly. But I want to thank you for sharing your insight. And I hope that you guys listening are empowered to speak the F up. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for the opportunity. You are like a breath of fresh air. I needed you at this time here. You just, again, in your own, remember what I said, may these words haunt you. You don't know what you're doing for other people on the back end. and hearing somebody like you come out and say what you're saying and reminding me also why I'm here at that time. Again, you didn't know what you did for me, but you validated some of the feelings that I was having and reminding me you are on the right track. Look at this person. You're going to tell you what you told her is what you need to tell yourself. I love you for that. Thank you. Because right now it's all very, I'm just following this, um, this gut feeling, but it's all completely a shot in the dark. I have no idea. I'm still on unemployment. I have no idea where it's going to look, where I'm going to be, how it's going to pan out. And it's fucking scary, but you know what? If it's what you just said is what's happening, it's worth it. Let me ask you one last question. Do you feel like it's a bad thing? Do you feel like you're headed for, that's it? I feel, you know, what's funny is I, I always use this metaphor, but it's like the ex-boyfriend, like that, that hit you, right? When I think about my old life, because with the pandemic, I always say like my life was destroyed, lost my livelihood, my career ended up coming back home, you know, gave up my LA apartment, the whole thing. And it's funny because I'm like, it's kind of tempting to go back to it. Like the ex-boyfriend, right? It's like, but he didn't always hit me. That's kind of how I feel about it. Right. Like I told you the last year of doing celebrity interviews, it was like pulling teeth. It's not what I wanted. And Mm -hmm. so when I think about that, I'm like, but Taylor, would you really want to be back on a red carpet right now asking a celebrity, you know, what was it like doing a backflip in their latest movie? You would be miserable. Mm -hmm. So I think about it like that. And it's like as unknown and as out of control and as scary this all is, this feels more right than going back to what was like comfortable. God, I'm all about manipulating you one last time. Here we go. (laughs) Realize what you just said. People in your field would not be that courageous because they would feel if I left, I would miss out. Um, if I leave, I, I won't be able to do X. You don't give a shit. It's You're tempting. More, I'm it's like, the, am I ruining my life? Am I letting it all go? But again, I'm like, this feels more right. If I were to then go backwards, I've come too fucking far. Yes. Think about what you're saying. People stay trapped in fear like that because they don't want to miss out on what could possibly be a good thing. You're like, oh no, I got to pack it in. I got to get back to my roots, figure out what's going on here. Then I'm going to come out swinging. Mm-hmm. That's what sets you. I'm telling you right now, you, you don't realize what you're saying when you're saying it and how it all, how it's going to lead you to where you're going to end up. Thank you. I'm not worried about you. Thank you. Likewise. And with that said, I'm going to listen back to this 
because like I said, when I shoot my episodes, I don't even know what I'm saying. It just comes <laughs> out. So when I listen to this and edit it and listen to it back, it'll be like the first time, baby, like a virgin touch for the very first time, because I won't even remember what the hell I just said in the last <laughs> hour. So, <laughs> so Chris, yep. thank you, my love. You are so welcome, love. If there's anything I can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out. Likewise.